Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Hanging out at Rogers Place tonight. I'll head down to Studio 99 for the face-off show at 7. Oilers set to take on the Arizona Coyotes. The puck will drop at uh, around 8.52. It is a late one. It's a doubleheader for TNT. That's an American television station. The Penguins and the Avalanche are playing right now. 3.37 left in the first period. No score in that game. Kellen Kennedy back at the 6.30 Chad Broadcasting Compound. Kellen, how are you doing? Doing good. How about you, Reader? I am doing very well. People can get in touch at 780-496-0063. Hit me with a couple messages, buddy. Sure. We'll open up with Furballs. (laughs) <laughs> who texts in and I'm says... sorry, his name is... Furballs. Furballs. F-U-R-B-A-L-L-S. Perhaps, uh, perhaps the less we look into the origin of that name, the better. That'd be great, yes. <laughs> uh, the late game of the Saturday night doubleheader starts at 8, and on a Wednesday night it starts at 8.30. How dumb is that? How are you growing the game when it starts at 11 p.m. on the East Coast? Well, yeah, that's a fair question. <laughs> if, if you're if you're a big hockey fan uh, uh, in the Eastern Time Zone, yeah, it's. I mean, it's going to be almost nine Mountain by the time this this starts here. So, yes. Uh, well, they want a doubleheader. They don't want any overlap, right? They don't want uh, the Pittsburgh Colorado game to be ending and this one already starting. So that's why they schedule them that way. Um, I, I think we know, though, fur balls. If I could call you by your call, by your given name, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I think we know. And, and I, I look, I work in broadcasting, so I, I guess you, you you could blame the whole system. But I, I think television often gets its way. Well, often or all the time. <laughs> um, I mean, NFL games start at certain times. Um, I mean, I can remember. I can remember back in the day. It wasn't. It wasn't that long ago. Monday Night Football would start at seven Mountain Time. I think. What is it now? Six twenty? I think or six something like that. Yeah, just it's a little, it's a little earlier now. But yeah, that used to be nine Eastern, and you know, Monday Night Football seemed to do okay. <laughs> it eventually kind of got supplanted by Sunday Night Football, but that was the feature game for a long, long time uh, in a week in the NFL. Yeah, I, I get the question. Um, well, I'm even wondering, and I was talking about this with Chelsea earlier, I, I'm even wondering what the crowd is going to be like tonight because this is a different rhythm for fans to come to games. Most weekday games at Edmonton start at 7, sometimes at 7.30. We've had a couple 6s and 6.30s uh, when Toronto and Boston were here, and that's to make it more watchable in the East and still be fairly watchable here. This is unusual, you know, and Arizona, let's face it, is not, is not a marquee draw. I'm curious to see what the crowd is going to be like. Might people say, I'm not coming tonight? Or or might they say, well, the heck with it, I'll just stay up late and <laughs> treat it like a Friday night or something like that. I don't know. But 
I mean, that's just that's just the world we live in. And uh, we talk about this a lot with the Canadian Football League. TSN has a lot of say over when those games start. Nobody likes when the Elks have an 8 p.m. home game. <laughs> but, yeah, sometimes there's a doubleheader, right? So I, I, I get the question. It is, it is going to be like even – even I sort of feel a little un- unusual with, with the pace of my day and, and thinking ahead to, to how things are going to play out and the timing of our shows and things like that. What else do we have, Kellen? Yeah, further to that there, Reed, it's, it's worse when uh, the Elks have an 8 p.m. home game on a Thursday night, and that's when the text lines blow up. But well, anyway, you get go. exhausted. Yeah, no kidding, right? Uh, Matt Nicolbert texts in and says, Wilkie double live tonight. It's like having a copy of a, of Hysteria on double LP when I was a kid. <laughs> well, that's, well, that's quite a flattering comparison. I appreciate that. He also goes on to add, and he says, his prediction tonight is there might be less than a normal attendance at Rogers tonight because of the weird start. He's predicting about 12,000, 12, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if it's going to be that low, but but again, I'm wondering because that's only about two thirds full. I don't know if a third of Oilers fans would not come to a game. Well, could be wrong. Well, see, yeah, I, I, it, this game might be sold out. I don't know if it's going to be a full house there uh, for for this one. I, again, it, it is, it is unusual. And when the puck is when the game is starting, that's usually. Well, the second intermission for sure. I mean, they've even been, you know, swiftly played games where the third period would be starting or maybe a couple minutes old by the time it's 8.52. So it is different. I Nobody seems to be a real fan of it. Um, having said that, I just got a uh, text message from a buddy who's currently in Australia, and this game is starting in the afternoon for him. So he's quite thrilled. Oh, that works. <laughs> so, so, yeah, how are we growing the game? We're growing it in Australia by having these start times. That's what they're doing. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's the plan. I'll say this. It's it's quite unusual. And I remember when the schedule came out. When does it come out? Uh, late late June, I, I think it came out. Usually around the drought. I can't remember the exact day. But I, I remember looking at the schedule and, and seeing this game and thinking, I wonder if that's a mistake. And then realizing, no, that's, that's not a mistake. When it's going to start. So... I, I guess we got to suck it up for this game. Uh, I mean, McDavid will be on national television in the United States, as as the one texter Furball said. How how many people are necessarily staying up to watch? Fair enough. Uh, John, John Shannon's on the Faceoff Show tonight. Kellen, he gave. Remember, he gave us that uh, the 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 ratings. Stat. It was yeah, kind of rundown. Yeah. Like, but it was a, uh, it was a Sportsnet regional game gets more people or almost as many people in Alberta and Saskatchewan as a national game does. In the, it's something like that. I'll yeah, have to ask. exactly. I'm, I'm probably somewhat uh, misquoting him, but uh, it, it, it was something like. That. But again, hockey is much bigger in Canada than it that is in the U.S. And I would think, you know, most Oilers fans are probably going to watch all of this one especially if it's close maybe if it's if the Oilers come out and roll tonight maybe that'll affect viewership in the third period but you know the Oilers are a big deal so you know when the games are on people are going to make an effort to watch okay we're going to take a quick time out here the you've probably looked at the website you've probably heard Bob and I talking about it it's money puck it's moneypuck.com and it says the Oilers have a pretty good chance at the Stanley Cup when you, when you factor in all the percentages and all the calculations that they do. We're going to dive deeper into that site and why they like the Oilers when we get back. 
Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Oilers and Coyotes coming up around 8.50 tonight. We'll transition to the face-off show at 7. A uh, little different look here at the Oilers and the National Hockey League. The website is Money Puck. The creator is Peter Tanner. Peter, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? Pretty good, yeah. I am doing great. It's a pleasure to catch up with you. So what do we call you? The creator of Money Puck? The inventor of Money Puck? How do you refer to yourself with Money Puck? Uh, creator sounds good. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Creator's good enough? Well, So what's yeah. a little bit of, of your... Uh, before we dive headlong into the hockey stuff, what's a little bit of, of your story that uh, led you to think you wanted to get something like Money Puck going? Yeah, great question. Well, I've always been a hockey fan growing up. I uh, played hockey for about, about 20 years. Um, and in my career, I focused on analytics as a, a day job. Um, and then in, I think uh, in 2014, uh, I went to like the Sloan Sports Analytics Conference with uh, some, some some friends, um, and they also have a, a paper com- competition for it. Uh, and I submitted a, a, a paper to it on pre- predicting concussions in hockey, um, and it did not not win. Um, but actually, a journalist from the the New York Times found it uh, and wrote a, uh, a article about it. Um, so that kind of inspired me to do more analytics in hockey. Uh, I think the next year, um, I wrote an article for the 538. Web website about predicting which coaches will will get fired, um, and then I started Money Puck about a year after that. Um, and the first feature on it uh, was in-game win probability. I'd seen that for 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 Super Bowl games, and I thought that that was really cool. And nothing like that existed for for for, for hockey yet. Um, so I started out with just that that one feature. And then that was in 2015. So o- over the years, I've kind of slowly built more more features out for it, including playoff odds, which was like a hot topic. Um, and it's kind of slown, slow, slowly grown over time. How, I don't know if difficult is the right word. I, I think it's the right word. How difficult or challenging was it, and is it perhaps still, to get noticed in the landscape of hockey coverage in Canada. I mean, there's guys like me that work for stations that broadcast the games. And now with the good old internet, there's more people than ever who want to chime in and have stats. Like how difficult was it for, for you to get noticed? And, and then maybe when did you notice, Oh, money puck actually has a little bit of momentum here. Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, the first person who I, I, I recall who kind of was like a fan of it uh, was like Rob Volman, who now works for the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, and and back then he he was well well known on Twitter and I really appreciated his uh, his his support for that. Um, and then I guess slowly has gotten more ma- mainstream as analytics and hockey have gotten more mainstream as well. Um, has been like featured on 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 TV several times too. Um, so I think it's over time has gotten easier uh, for analytics and hockey and and money puck to uh, get get noticed and get and get, and get, get talked about. Uh, often I'm actually surprised on how passionate people are about what Moneypuck is saying. Um, it is just a, a a model in math, not anyone's opinion. Uh, so I'm always surprised how it can enrage people or, or, or really excite people. Uh, but like over 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 the years, it, it certainly has 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 grown a lot. Uh, well, 
you should get used to people being enraged, I'm sure. But uh, okay, Peter Tanner joining us tonight, uh, the creator of, of Money Puck, uh, excellent website, excellent resource. So, Money Puck likes the Oilers. It does. How come? Um, so, a couple things it likes about the the Oilers. One is the Oilers' expected goals. Um, so, expected goals is basically a concept of weighting the quality of shots that that, that each team gets. So, say an expected goal um, from like a one timer on a power play might be worth zero point three expected goals because it's a three percent chance of being a a, a goal. Well, maybe a point shot while shorthanded is only worth 0.1 expected goals. Uh, so you sum up all those expected goals for each team and see which teams are creating more expected goals versus giving up ex expected goals. And that is actually a great pre predictor of long-term success in, in uh, hockey. And the Oilers have been doing very well on that in the second half of the uh the uh, season so if you go on the moneypuck.com website you can look at the the oiler stats the first half of the season they were basically about average on expected goals in the second half of the season they're actually one of the the top teams so that's a, a good sign for the oilers doing well in in the uh playoffs second thing uh money puck really likes about the oilers playoff chances is that their division is not very good so if the oilers were in the eastern conference they wouldn't have great great chances, uh, but being in the Pacific di di Division, their first two or even first three playoff appointments uh, will be quite easy compared to what the Eastern Conference teams like Boston will have to go go through. Okay, and, and yeah, it, and and I, I'm glad how you explained that, and it is interesting to see because uh, I think as of today, you guys actually have them as the favorite to win the Stanley Cup, so to speak. Yeah, 12, I think they're second I think. behind the the Carolina Hurricanes. Or behind Carolina, sorry. Um, yeah, and actually, our model doesn't think the Oilers are as good of a team as the Boston Bruins, but because of their path, the path. they actually have a better right. chance of winning the, the Stanley Cup. Okay, which is which is really interesting. So what what like what's next? I, I mean, in, you, you just want to keep doing the same type of thing? Do you want to find other ways to predict other things that are going to happen? Because it's such an interesting field, right? So where, where do you take it next, do you think? Uh, great question. I'd probably love to do more individual player pre predictions, like how many points a player will get in a given game or, or shots and goals. Um, I do make all the money puck data public, and sometimes people will use that to build their, their own models off, off, off of as well. So this is to predict shots uh in a, each, each game so i'd love to do more of that type of stuff uh and i think that would help help out for for fantasy ho hockey people okay um when you wrote so you said the first thing you wrote that w got some traction was predicting which coach was going to be fired uh so that yeah so that was before i started money puck so i okay. wrote a, a a article for the 538 website um about predicting uh which coaches are 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 likely to get fired, and what's and what the main signs are a coach will get uh, fired. Um, and a lot of that is is fairly intuitive. Uh, I think one thing that that really jumped out uh, was if the coach was not hired by the current GM, they are much more likely to to get fired, even if they've been coaching for for multiple years. And so, did you assign a probability to every coach? Then, do you try to make everything sort of a numbers? 
yeah. destination. So uh, that's, that's, that's where we worked back then. That, 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 the article is quite old now. Uh, so all, all those coaches have probably, <laughs> right. they, they must have been, been all fired by now. Um, but yeah, that's uh, the, the way it works. And basically for that, that article I collected about um, I don't know, over a decade worth worth of data on NHL coaches being fired on to see what what themes there there are about it. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So when, when people are mad at you, what are they mad at you about? Yeah, so uh, it's, it's usually saying that uh, their team uh, is un, un, unlikely to make playoffs or win the, the, uh, the Stanley Cup. Um, or some some other team which they hate uh, has has better odds. I've probably been accused of being a fan of of, of every team, and like I saw on Twitter, someone was accusing me of being from New Jersey a, a few days ago, which I thought was was pretty funny. Um, so there's a lot of that, um, and I guess what I find a bit surprising is that uh, like if you look at my Stanley Cup odds, like all like like even the best teams are slightly above. 10% odds, right? Which means there's a 90% chance they're not going to win the uh, the cup. So I think a lot of fans get worked over. Like my team is 6% and this other team is, is 7%, but chances are they're both going to lose. Right. It's very hard to win the Stanley Cup. It is. It is. <laughs> there are 32 teams. Like on average, that's like 3, 3% per team each year. Um. Okay. So from your and you can answer this from the, your uh, analytics perspective or just your perspective of having watched a lot of hockey in your life when you see what mcdavid is accomplishing this year what do you think yeah so i mean it is amazing so this is one of the best seasons in a very very long long time um also very impressive that he's doing it in a league that um has a very different scoring rate than back in the in, in the 1980s when it was e easier to to put up points like that um, so it is like very impressive. Okay. Well, Peter, I appreciate you telling your story and and money puck story. It it really is uh, an interesting website, and and I love how you took your your hockey fandom and your your strength in analytics and kind of and kind of combined them and then gave fans something to uh, refer to and think about and as you have argued sometimes get angry about which is uh, i guess maybe part of the fun of being a sports fan as well hey i, I hope we can talk again maybe we can touch base during the postseason for sure yeah. we have as, as it rolls along thanks for hopping on tonight all right, all right. Thank, thanks reed that is peter tanner now you know the gentleman behind the website moneypuck.com so as he told you they got carolina as the favorite to win the Stanley Cup, the Oilers as the second favorite. And he clarified that he, he doesn't actually think the Oilers are the second best team in the league, but they factor in the uh, the path to the Stanley Cup final. So basically he thinks the Oilers are, uh, are the best team in the Western Conference the way he breaks it down. That was good to talk to Peter Tanner. Interesting story how he got that going, how he first wrote it up. And as he said, uh, 
a lot of people get mad at him because if they don't like what he's saying about the, the projections for their favorite team, they, they take it a little personally. But as he said, he's just crunching the numbers. Okay, so here's what I can tell you. The Oilers and the Coyotes getting set to go tonight at Rogers Place. Edmonton 40-23-8. and They've won four in a row. The Coyotes had an eight-game point streak slap, uh, snap last night for the Winnipeg Jets. They are 27-33-11. and 11. Skinner and Ingram is the expected goaltending matchup this evening. Uh, Zach Cassian didn't play last night. Not sure if we're going to see the former Oiler in this one. On uh, the face-off show, Bob Stoffer standing by. John Shannon is uh, going to be here. Of course, Rob Brown and Cam Moon. Ryan Stone is going to be our Oilers alum guest tonight. Thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports. Your studio producer this evening is Kellen Kennedy. My name's Reed. Talk to you in a few minutes.